Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. In this week's episode, I want to go through with you some learnings that I got for life and business through a film I watched on Netflix over the Christmas season. So it's called The Peaceful Warrior and it's um, based on a book by Dan Millman. So the book was written in the 1980s, but the film didn't come out till 2006. And yeah, I know it's a, you know, we're now in 2022 and it's it's an old film, really. But it was it was really interesting and really fascinating. Uh, I thought at first it was actually based on a true story. And to a lot of degree it is the grounding of it is about Dan Millman's life but there's a lot of stuff in there that has been put in that's partly fictitious, if you get what I mean. So anyway, the film's based on the book The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, which has actually become a, a very um, big book in the last sort of 30, 40 years. And Dan Millman, back in 1966, was at Barclay College in America, and he was also a world champion athlete, so a gymnast, etc., and the book he wrote covers a lot of what I call development-based development, development based learning that I found some tips in there that were really good to apply to business. So that's what today's all about. I'm going to share with you my five best tips, if you like, from this book and film. So despite being a successful college student, world championship athlete and gymnast, Dan Millman found himself really haunted that something was missing from his life. And I think many of us get to that stage, you know, other people see us as successful, we're achieving our goals, we're moving forward in life, you know, we're building a business whilst running jobs for some of us. But there's always for many of us that little niggle that mm, something's not quite right. And um, the book, like many other great books, is actually written like a fictional story, even though what it is really is a personal development book. So, it, you know, I, I sort of liken it to things like The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, um, Richest Man in Babylon by George uh, Clayson. They're, they're actually personal development books written as fictional stories and I love those because that you know you get engrossed in them in them or I do at least much more than I do in a normal personal development book so effectively the film and the book is all centered around Dan Millman who is at college he's at college which in America um, for those of you that are listening from other countries here in the UK a college is not quite the same as university um, but you know, like a lot of our universities, they have colleges within them. So is at Berkeley University in reality in the USA in the 1960s. Very successful, doing really well as a gymnast. And the story centres around him getting to know what is effectively a, um, a teacher, uh, not at the university or college, but effectively a gas station attendant, and he names this person Socrates and he does say, Dan Millman does write that he that's not the person's real name. He, he, he just called him Socrates. So the story goes through, you know, 
doing all his training, fo- focusing on the outcome of getting gold medals and things at Olympics at the same time as being at uni, but having this feeling that life isn't quite right and he's not quite sure what his purpose really is. So there's that Socrates teaches him many, many lessons and the main focus, if you like, or the main theme through the book and the film is about three things. Where are you? What time is it? And what are you? Now, they're interesting questions because in the book and through the themes, where are you is about the fact that you are here. You are here and the time is right now and you are the moment that you are in. So that's the big theme running through the whole lot of it. But there's lots of other lessons that brought out a big aha moment in me. And I've heard some of them before, um, but we sort of don't remember all of them. Anyway, I'm going to go through five of the big key lessons that I took from the film and the book, because I've now started reading the book. So the first one is this. There is never nothing going on and there are no ordinary moments. Now, I've been there myself, you know, you sat there, you're not really doing much. You may be sat watching a movie, but there's no purpose to it. You just, you know, sat on the sofa and just letting the telly play in the background. And we'll often say, if somebody says to us, oh, what what you been doing then? Oh, not much. And the, the, the theme that comes out in the film and the book is you are never ever doing not much because every moment of your life is extraordinary that when you think about that how the body works you know and how everything sort of works cohesively everything that's going on for us is always extraordinary it's our perception that brings it down to something less And when we're living on a life and when we're working on our business in a way that we are savouring every moment, being purposeful, doing something because we choose to do it, you know, the book and the film is teaching you that all of those things are absolutely amazing and there is nothing ordinary about any of them. Now, what often happens for many of us is that we're not present in those moments where, you know, I I found myself guilty of this in the past before. I might have been online listening to some training stuff or on a Zoom. And at the same time, I'm texting on my phone or my mind's wandering somewhere else. So the, the lesson in it is, you know, be present and fully engaged in what you are doing right now experience those moments you have because at the end of the day all we've really got is right now so that for me was a a sort of "Mm, I need to do a little more of that I need to be present in what I'm doing I need to focus on that one thing whatever it is and if that one thing is chilling out in front of a film on Netflix don't feel guilty about it. You've chosen to take time out of what you're doing and do something like watch a film on Netflix. Where TV and things like that become a problem for some people is when you've stopped watching consciously. 
Yeah, and I bet, I, I suspect you can find an experience or a time in the past when you switch the TV on to watch something you purposely chose to watch. And the next thing you know, four hours has gone by and you probably don't really remember what you've been watching because you went into that automatic mode of just staying put watching the TV. So as I say, if you ever hear anybody saying that successful people do not watch TV, I'd say to them, you know, bobbycock, because a lot of people do things like watch TV, read a book, have a hobby. You know, everybody's doing things that somebody else may think is a waste of time. And it isn't. If you're doing it consciously, if you've purposely chosen to do what you're doing, then you are not wasting your time. Don't feel guilty about it because there's never nothing going on and there are no ordinary moments. Then we move on to lesson number two that I want to highlight. And, you know, if you decide to go and watch this film or read the book, you'll probably find many other lessons. I'm I'm just sharing with you five of the big ones that I pulled out of it. And lesson two is this. Warriors act, only a fool reacts. And this particular moment as it came out in the story, it reminded me of something I've learned before, which is, all of our feelings, all of our emotions, whether we're angry, happy, joyful, whatever, they are not created by other people around us. They are not the result of an event that happened. They are the result of our reaction to those events. So warriors act. They do things on purpose. They plan things. Whereas, according to the book and the film, It's fools that simply react. So from a business point of view, since that's what our podcast is about, to me, what that speaks about is the times when we may be reactively decide what to do for the day. So all of the stuff we're doing in our business for a moment, a day, an hour, a minute is a reaction to something that's happened as opposed to us focusing on a plan where we act on something we've consciously chosen to do. Now, when it comes to the emotions behind it, I'll give you a little analogy. We can sometimes get frustrated, cheesed off, whatever, you know. (laughs) Women have probably come out with this one. This is a common little joke. Blokes always leave the toilet seat up. Women usually react to that. Now, I can tell you for a fact, not all gentlemen leave the toilet seat up and not all women react to the fact that it has been left up. But the point is, the toilet seat being left up, the toothpaste being squeezed from the wrong end of the tube, the event of that happening is not what's creating your emotion. It's your reaction in your mind that creates that emotion. And it's the same with what you're doing in business. If you are listening to this right now thinking, yeah, I'm fed up with what I'm doing. I'm I'm absolutely bored. I'm, you know, I'm building a, I'm building wealth, but it, I'm sometimes wondering why I bother. Then realize and understand that that is your mind's reaction to what you're doing right now. And ask yourself this, are you reactively going through your business day or are you proactively planning what you want to do that day and doing it 
Because at the end of the day, we it's good if we're all conscious of the choices we make and at the same time take responsibility for our actions. Don't let your emotions and your reactions to what's going on around you be the thing that dictates how you feel. And I, that's that's the lesson that I got. And that's what that's what I took to be the background, if you like, from the learning from the film and the book that warriors act, fools react. OK, uh, at the end of the day, you control you, nobody else. Nobody else can make you feel happy. Nobody else can make you feel cheesed off. They can certainly do things that you might react to, but at the end of the day, it's your reactions that dictate how you feel. So go out there, discover and master you. Now, here's a good one for the next lesson I got, which was getting rid of the rubbish in your life. And this one was about, you know, as, a, as an athlete, as a gymnast, Socrates was teaching Dan in the story to clear his mind of the noise when he was out there performing his routines uh, for his gymnastic stuff. Because if you clear your mind of the noise and everything that you don't need, you'll be able to focus on those extraordinary moments much easier. So what kind of things we're talking about uh, rubbish wise to get rid of? How about the doubts you have? Are you good enough? Are you capable? It's just noise in your head. That's what the story is suggesting, that all of this is noise in your head. You know, have you got past failings that you are letting affect what you're doing now and what you're doing to achieve your goals this year? Have you got past experiences that you're still hanging on to? I mean, let's face it, guys, most of us can sit there and, you know, accept that at some point we've said things like, oh, it's because of this in my past. It's because of that that happened to me. Yeah, it, it may be. The point is, is that now noise and rubbish in your brain? Is it limiting your beliefs in what you're capable of? Or is it serving you and helping to move you forward? So that's the lesson around getting rid of your rubbish um, and putting it bluntly. I say it often. Get rid of your shit. OK. Now, lesson four is about knowledge and wisdom and the difference and how one can actually help you create something and one can just make you believe you're creating something when you're not. Now, many of us have been there. We've been out on training courses. We've got, you know, mentors. We've we've read um, practical books to do with what we're doing. And some of us believe that knowledge is actually moving us forward. And what the story is suggesting is that knowledge is not the same as wisdom, because as the word suggests, knowledge is knowing. Yeah, the clues in the word, guys, having knowledge means, you know, something. The wisdom in life is acting on that knowledge, doing something with it. So if you're like many of us and I've been there, you're learning lots of stuff but you're doing jack all with it 
then realize that what you have is knowledge, not wisdom. And again, I'm going to use an analogy, you know, if, just to show you the difference. You're sat in the middle of the road and a, a car's coming straight at you. For some of us, that car is our life. Now, you know the car is heading towards you. That's knowledge. Wisdom is getting your ass off the road and getting out of the way of the frigging car before it runs you over. So so that bit did make me laugh when I when I linked the knowledge is not wisdom to an example of how that's true. So don't sit in the middle of the road in your journey knowing what's going on around you but choosing to do naff all about it to go where you want to go. Uh, and that's the lesson of that one. And um, certainly not the last lesson I got from the film and the book, but the last lesson I want to share with you today is is one of the fact that your success is not dictated by your outcomes. Now, this was really prevalent in the film because the story centred around Dan as this world-class gymnast. He was going to get into the Olympic teams for America And he had a big accident and it effectively meant that he possibly was going to not be able to achieve his dream of getting to the Olympics. And what Socrates taught him is that he was focusing on the outcome, the outcome of getting to the gold instead of focusing on what was happening there and then and the success he could achieve as he effectively retrained following the accident. I mean, in the story, everybody thinks that the gymnast is never going to be able to compete again. And using the learnings from Socrates, the guy at the gas station, he actually does compete again. He he, he gets better. And where everybody else has sort of written him off, Socrates is helping him to realise that being the moment right now Enjoy the successes you have as you heal and stop just focusing on the gold. Now, why was he telling him that? Um, Well, it was because while every focused on the fact that he couldn't now get into the Olympic squad, then he was miserable. Life was worthless and he might as well not be here. And many of us can be guilty of similar things to that. We're so focused on the fact that, you know, I'll be happy when I've got the Mercedes outside my drive. I'll be happy when I've got the house of my dream. I'll be happy when I've got 5k a month coming in the bank, whatever it is, to the point where we're not happy if it's not exactly as that outcome was in mind. So if you think about it, an example, let's say one of your goals is to get turnover in your business of a million pound a year. That's your outcome. And because you haven't yet done it, you're not you're not sort of celebrating the success that you do have. So what if that year that you've strived to get a million pound turnover in your business, you only do £950,000, dollars, yen, whatever your currency is. Are you going to be miserable because you didn't do the million or are you going to be joyous and celebrate the success of achieving 950000 turnover? And at the end of the day, turnover is just a number. Your turnover might be 10,000 this year. 
that might be short of your outcome of wanting 15,000. But how about celebrating the success of getting 10? And that that was the, you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of one of the 21 Days of Abundance by Deepak Chopra, where I think it's day 11 where Deepak says, set your outcome and then let go of it. Have no attachment to whether you actually achieve that or not, but focus on the steps you need to move you forward and celebrate every success as you go through it. Um, And really for me, I think what it also sort of highlights is enjoy the journey. If you are only focused on the outcome, whatever it may be, and you are not going to be happy until you get exactly that outcome, you don't celebrate the successes you do have that are all extraordinary. They're all amazing. And whether you get 24,000 this year out of your goal of 25,000 or you get 50,000 out of your goal of 100,000, how about looking at what you have achieved, what you are successful at and using the emotion that comes from that to help you move forward and reach whatever the outcome is that you set, whether you reach it this year or next year. So I hope you've enjoyed those five little lessons. I can thoroughly recommend go watch the film or go buy the book. It is a wonderful read. It's a wonderful story. And there are some beautiful lessons in there for you to take away and apply to both your life and your business. So that's all for this week's folks. Next week, we have got a wonderful interview, a real life journey with an amazing lady, Jenny Hilton, who's going to share how she's developing a business, something she's dreamed of doing, and it's replacing the need to work in a J-O-B. I will see you on the flip side. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming, on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.